There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Badass Women's Hour Extra Bit. It's our Badass Balls Ups. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. Welcome back to Badass Women's Hour with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton here on Talk Radio. It's our favourite time of the night. Yes, of course, it's our Badass Balls Ups. Or really your Badass Balls Ups because it's your problems and we are going to use all our wisdom to solve them. It's like over a hundred years of wisdom in this room. Yeah, easy. We're that old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our first one this week, Emma, what is it? This comes from Natasha and this was an email and she said, I've been working up the courage to ask for a pay rise during my performance appraisal. To warm my boss up, I mentioned that I'd like to discuss a step up and she basically said that it was not on the table right now because I haven't been in the company long enough. I've taken on lots of work because we're down to, we're down two members of staff so I feel like I deserve one. What should I do? Ooh, that's a difficult one. It's interesting that her boss has said now's not the right time yeah because that to me generally says your boss doesn't really rate you and she's trying to say mm. that in as nice a way as possible or or is it just that they of you know if you're a new hire they've only allocated a certain budget for you and they might not have allocated for you expecting a pay rise in the first 12 months she said i'd like to discuss a step up that's mm. i'd to be honest i think the problem here is that it's all very confused do you want a promotion? Do you want a pay rise? Do you want to be doing two people's work? Do you just want to be doing your work? What do you actually want? And have you clearly communicated that to your boss? So have you clearly communicated the fact that you're doing an extra person's work? And does doing an extra person's work actually mean a promotion and a pay rise? I'm not sure that it does. Mm. Sometimes it's about mucking in for the team. I think it's about sitting down and having a bigger conversation about, I've been here, you know, three, four or five months now. This is what I've learned. This is what I think I'm doing really well. Where do you think my areas for progression are? This is what I'd like to do in the next six months to a year. What do you think? And start there, I, I suspect might be it. What do you think that? So we had a similar question at an event that we hosted. And I think you need to figure out when they actually plan the budgets. Mm. Because if the budgets are planned January to December and you're asking for a pay rise in June, the budget's been planned and set. So it's very unlikely that you'll get one. But actually, if you know that the conversations around setting the budgets are coming up, that's a really good time to ask. So first of all, find out when your bosses are doing budget planning for the organisation. Find out when they're doing budget planning for your team and factor in your asks around then. 
Yeah, some good points. I never really realised this till I was a business owner. You know, when I was employed, I was just like, pay me more money because yeah. I'm doing you loads of work and I'm such a valuable employee and you just forget and then you don't get a pay rise. You're like, they don't value what I do. And then you realise there's so many complexities yeah. and it's, if you can understand that and it's a lot of it is budgets, mm-hmm. um, then you can navigate that. And I think you, you can ease, you can better get what you want when you know what's going on you know, probably behind closed doors or a bit more. Or take a bigger look at the organisation. Why are you two yeah. people down? Have they been made redundant? Yeah. Have you lost accounts? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because then you're definitely not getting a pay rise. And know, you th- know the financial years in your business. You know, if you ask at the beginning of the year or the end of the year, more likely to get a yes. Mid-year, not so yeah, much. Yeah, most companies share, don't they? I think most companies now do quarterly yeah. updates, don't they? Yeah. So that, can, that should give you a good indication of, of where yeah. you're at. And I think also just, you know, have a conversation with your boss, have a have a feedback conversation, because this conversation sounds like you went to them being like, I'm doing this, give me the money. I think your boss might be somebody who needs a, tell me what you think's going on. Mm. What are you liking? What are you enjoying? And also that lots of work. Is that lots of work that's making the company more money and they can yeah. justify paying you? Is it just lots of extra work that maybe isn't a priority? Yeah, Good so point. basically what we're saying oh. is we're not sure you deserve a pay rise right oh. now either. <laughs> but you uh, do, you do, you but do. But longer term you do. <laughs> they always ask for more. Uh, Nat, what's our next problem? So this is from Sophia and she sent it over text. She says, I can't deal with the weather in the UK. It's making me sad, but I can't afford a holiday until the autumn. Do you have any tips for things I can do to get some holiday vibes going? I need fresh air, a change of scene and less grey. Oh, well, I yeah. agree. I think you can get all of those in the UK fairly reasonably, can't you? Like, I, I mean, not the less grey, but maybe some of the others. Go with those. Well, I think there was definitely less grey in the in the air to, in the weather today. It's a beautiful sunny day today, and I think if I was out in the middle of a nice British countryside at a nice little hotel and a last minute spa break, I might feel like I was in Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. But if you're yeah, on a budget, no. what might you be doing instead? Um, maybe I'd just go there on, on the train and have yeah. a little country walk. I think a change of scene, actually, even if it is just a train ride out of your town, uh, just somewhere else for the day that is somewhere that is aesthetically pleasing, can can do your world a good. I absolutely agree. You can get some really good budget train tickets out to placed in the countryside that you've never heard of but actually are really beautiful uh have a google of great walks in the uk there's Mm. lots and lots out there and they will tell you which train station to go to they'll give you a map of the route and you can take yourself off and have a whole day out for probably under 15 quid i'm gonna go are you finished um i was also gonna say take some vitamin d because we're feeling a bit sad and blue because it's gray you need vitamin D. Also, there's parts of, isn't it like down in Dorset and Devon? There are parts where the sea is like blue yeah. and does look like Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really You're hard. Trying really hard. <laughs> uh, so actually, there are parts of the UK that seem to be lighter than others. So <laughs> the light in St. Ives is brilliant Beautiful. white light. And it's even on a grey day, it feels like it is brighter than other places. But what I would say, so trumping your guide... Uh, there is actually, if you're based in London, there is a rough guide guide to 50 walks an hour away from London. And so an hour's train ride and then you can get out of London and go on some beautiful walks. And I've tried a couple of them and they are amazing because they take you up high, panoramic views. So even on a grey day, you feel like you're somewhere else. And then there's another one that is the, the rest of the UK. But have a look at na- the National Trust website because there are lots of beautiful properties that they've got. They've got also got walks and they've also got beach walks and beach runs. 
So if you're th- feeling a, a little bit sort of like exercisey as well, you can run along a beach and that National might help. Trust is a great call because yeah. you know that's a guaranteed beautiful place. Exactly. With yeah. food and, you know, all of who, the things you need. Who is not instantly cheered by a National Trust scone? Ex- I ask I, you that. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. They're a good cup of tea. Brilliant. Love a National Trust property. <laughs> <laughs> so this one comes from Helen on Instagram. And she says, I work for a large corporate and I earn a great salary. I love this bit. She's putting capital letters like really great. Go girl. At least quadruple any of my mates. Wow. Problem is, I hate my job. I desperately want to junk it in and start again, ideally working for a charity or NGO. I see lots of jobs that I know I could do and I'm happy to take a pay cut, but the money is so much less. I don't know how I'd manage got a mortgage and bills I support some of my family I feel like I can't afford to earn less but I also can't stay where I am what should I do oh Helen wow it's difficult Emma what do you think do you know what I I don't really know how to answer this one I do know that when I was doing a job that I didn't particularly like money was really important to me and I spent a lot of money doing things outside work because buying clothes all of that stuff to which is like I guess it was like my mental compensation for doing something Monday to Friday that wasn't amazing and when I set up my job money was super tight and I don't you know some years I don't earn the same as I did back then but my life now my life is so fulfilled that the money's become so much less important and in a way I'm richer because I don't have to I don't throw my money away on on crap I'm not always buying clothes I'm not going out for really expensive dinners all the time like none of that has any importance now because my life is so fulfilled by what I'm building and what I'm creating and and being able to live my life on my terms Mm. so I would say that even though it feels really hard and I think that's a barrier for a lot of people wanting to leave a job and do their own thing you worry about the money Mm -hmm. but you actually find that you don't need as much money to live on because you're you're getting your happiness from stuff that doesn't cost you anything Mm -hmm. Nat would you do it would you take the pay cut so, uh, Helen, I'm going to say stay where you are because, A, you think you want to work in these organisations, but you haven't worked in them. But you could become a board member of an NGO or a charity, which means that you could keep your day job and still be involved in the thing that you are passionate about or, pot- or, or potentially interested in and make an operational and strategic difference. I would talk to your work. And maybe there's something else within the organisation that you could be doing. I think, you know, we meet lots of people that automatically think I need to get out. And more and more I'm thinking, is there just another mm. place? Can you shape shift within the organisation yeah. that or you're in? Or do a four day week or something yeah, like that. Exactly. So you've got a day to do, you know, you know, the stuff that you really care about. Now is not the time to be shape to be shape shifting. <laughs> you know, we've got yeah, lots of things are going on in the world hunker hunker down for for another 18 months but it also depends how much it doesn't sound like she really hates that job doesn't sound you know she sounds just a bit meh about it but there's a difference between being a bit like oh this is a my jobs are great but I'm a bit frustrated because I'm not doing the thing I love versus like this job is actually making me depressed and down which is different you need to leave tomorrow yeah Yeah, but if you're just a bit like well well you know I think I want to do something else that's Mm -hmm. completely and potentially do that but you need to explore that you actually want to do the thing you think you want to do before you jump ship yeah. into it yeah yeah i would point. also say you know i think about how much of a pay cut you do actually have to take so is it possible that you can go in at a more senior level than you're thinking about can you try and step up so maybe if you're taking a pay cut it's not as bad 
Um, I would also think about just moving jobs generally. Like if, it, if mm. you're not enjoying it and you're Good loving point. it, could you possibly go and do a similar job, but just not for this organization? You know, maybe if you're working for a different organization, it would be better. Mm. And I think a lot of the time we think it's the job and it's not. It's the people, it's the building that has a huge effect on us. Yeah. You know, it's not just the job itself. So I have, I've definitely been in that situation where I was like, now I've got some kind of responsibilities that I need the money for. I can't just give it all up and disappear. Um, but equally, it's not as it's not as black and white as you think it is. So I would start looking for kind of what the, as Nat says, can you go and work on a board or um, can you take a four day week? Where are the bits where you can bring some of that in without having to throw everything up in the air and start all over again? Yeah. Yeah. That's our view. Great advice. Emma, what is our next question? So this one comes from uh, Iso from Twitter, and she says, I have the flatmate from hell. She's messy, she's loud, and she drives me up the wall. I want her out. I've been in the flat longer, so I think I can ask her to leave, but I know she's going to be a nightmare about it. How can I word it so that she leaves quickly and I can stop hiding in my room? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, get out of your room. <laughs> Um, and then I think it's, you know, how do you want to approach this? So you can do it two ways. You can tell her that your long lost cousin is moving over from Australia and you really <laughs> need the room for her and you're so sorry, but she's going to have to go. Or you can just have a sit down and say, you know what? It's not working out for both of us. I think you need to look for someone else. And yeah, it's going to be horrible and it's going to be nasty, but it'll be a month of your life maximum and you get it over and done with. The longer you sit there and think about it, the longer okay. she is in your house. Yeah, that's why. Well, my question would be: Are you having a conversation, or are you just being a bit passive aggressive? Because I sometimes feel like if someone does something that winds you up, if you just have a little chat about it, especially when you're living together, often that can often people don't realise. I remember I lived with my flatmate, and I never used to shut kitchen cupboards, and she didn't tell me for three <laughs> years, and then one day she just completely lost the plot of me, and I was just mortified because I was like, "Why didn't you shut kitchen?" Cupboards? Because when I lived at home, my mum had shut it behind me. <laughs> I had. Absolutely. I had no, but what I'm saying is I had no idea that I was doing it and it was incredibly irritating. (laughs) But if, if my flatmate had just said to me, do you know what, mate? Every time you go in the kitchen, you leave all the cupboards open. I would have realized and sorted it out. She waited three years, (laughs) three years. She was like festering and it all came out as this big aggressive thing. So I'm like, just have a chat. Maybe she doesn't realize that she's messy and that she's loud and she's annoying. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't. Or maybe she does and you just need to get rid of her. It depends <laughs> on the contract, though. So if it's a shared contract and she says she's not going, then you've got a problem. If it's in your name, just tell her to get out. Yeah. Move on. Pack yeah. her bags and God, go. You two are brutal. Hit the road, Jess. But living with someone <laughs> you don't like is just it's horrendous. <laughs> it is. Living with somebody who doesn't, cut, doesn't shut kitchen cupboards is, <laughs> is horrendous. The worst. The worst. Uh, now, what's our next question? Uh, So this one is from Mary uh, on Facebook. And she says, I'm going through a really stressful time in my life with some work and family things. This is really affecting my sleep and I feel low level anxiety all of the time. I can't change this stressful time, but how can I look after myself and sleep better so I don't get run down and ill? Sleep is so important. Uh, I, I sleep I'm somebody who I have to be really, really, really super stressed not to sleep. But a uh, quick thing I, to recommend a product, like a really simple fix, something called a company called This Works. I can't quite remember the name of it, oh, but yeah, they have like, something. Isn't yeah, it? they have something that you spray on your pillow, and everyone I have given it to 
says it's the greatest thing ever. You've never given it to us. Yeah. Well, you haven't complained about not sleeping. Do you have young children? <laughs> this is the people I give it to usually. Uh, but that's, I guess that's my top tip. Emma? Yeah, I th- well, I think this is a tricky one. I think for me, I um, quite often I'll listen to podcasts. So when I have like insomnia because, you know, your mind's wearing or you don't feel relaxed, I put on some podcasts and I normally put on podcasts that are quite calming or even a bit boring. In fact, there's this really random podcast <laughs> of this guy who talks nonsense. So he basically tells these stories, but they don't make any sense. He just literally chats n- total nonsense but you listen your mind is trying to make sense of what he's saying and you start to build a story and then your mind just kind of gives up and you literally fall asleep within about 30 seconds of listening to it it's totally random what it's called do you know what if you give me a second i can probably find it yeah Yeah. it is and he is hilarious the stuff he talks about (laughs) is it's just weird now do you do you get insomnia I wouldn't say I get insomnia. I do have nights where I just haven't had a good night's sleep, i.e. a deep sleep, because your brain's, or my brain's thinking, oh, I've got to do this and I should do this. So I make sure I write lists, because then it removes all of the things that's, that are in my brain, puts them out. Um, I have a lot of light coming into my room, because I have a, a lamp, light, shade, lamp, street light outside, and I don't have curtains, I have blinds. So sometimes that affects my sleep. Uh, my main thing, what I'm realising is I go to sleep when I'm tired and that is the point where my head will hit the pillow. So I'll sit in bed, but if I'm not feeling dropsy, then I I won't lay down to go to bed. And at the point where I'm dropsy, that's when I'll go to sleep. There's two types of tired though. There's a mental tiredness and a physical tiredness. And what I find sometimes is if I'm, one of those has to be exhausting for me to sleep. So Mm. sometimes if your mind is worrying, if you do quite a lot of exercise, but not stressful exercise like HIIT training, mm. but like go for a big long walk or something, that will wear you out physically to help you override, you know, your your um, mind being awake. But I found the podcast. It's called Sleep With Me. Mm. Uh, and this guy is off his rocker. But I tell you what, <laughs> you won't suffer from insomnia ever again if you listen to him. <laughs> I think that's true. And I think also the other thing to remember is, particularly when it comes to sleep, your bed is for two things. And if you are not doing those two things, sleeping is one of them. And if I have to tell you what the other one is, <laughs> you're not old enough to be listening to the show. What about eating pizza? <laughs> nope, okay. none of that. You know, that's what your bed is for. And so it, like Nat says, if you're not feeling ready to sleep, don't go to bed and lie there and have your mind whir and whir and whir. Get a journal out, write down everything you're thinking, put it all down yeah. on paper so you don't have to be thinking about it. Go take a walk, go make yourself a warm drink, you know, do all the things that we know you should be doing when you want to get to sleep. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, be careful on the teas though. Oh yeah, no caffeine. Mm. Well, or so chocolate. peppermint tea, so chocolate, no. Mm-hmm. Peppermint tea is an upper. And mint teas are uppers. Is it? They are uppers. Mm. So they will keep you awake. You need downer teas. So chamomile. things chamomile, things with lavender, peppermint tea will keep you you up and going i have been drinking peppermint tea the whole way through the show that's why i never sleep after this show there we go now i know uh so there you go a bit of wisdom for you yeah uh if you have a problem that you want to share with us if you want some advice or wisdom or guidance do you know what get in touch come talk to us you can find us at badass women's hour hr at badass women's hour pretty much on all the socials instagram facebook twitter we always love to hear from you 
This has been Badass Women's Hours, Badass Balls Ups. If you enjoyed it, do you know what you should do? Rate, review and subscribe. Five stars, please. Pretty please. Please, please. Really please. Um, and of course, if you've got a problem you want our advice on, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the socials, at Badass Women's Hour. HR, at Badass Women's Hour. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.